What's there in store for today's convo? It's the irreversible anti-colonist races. But before I begin, though not of my favorites, I still count some good points. Immense light, abundant sunshine, all views soaked in yellow and white. Vision is too clear and bright. Ice, cool drinks, meals are light. Tiny, sweaty, longer daytimes. Well, let's say hello to summertime. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Well, to begin with, the first tip is to learn the entire colonist races which are irreversible and how to learn them. First and foremost, let's classify them. The irreversible agents, they are divided in two major groups. First group consists of the esters of carbamic acid or carbamoyl acid, that is the carbamates. And they are named as carbaryl and propoxer. Yes, these are the names of the drugs, carbaryl and propoxer. While the second group is chemically the ester of phosphoric acids and they are organophosphates. The drugs in this head, they are ecothiophate, diflos, melathion, diazinone, tabun, sarin, soma. Yes, these are some different types of names, but these are very simple names. When you spell them, they are not complicated at all. And these are the drugs belonging to the organophosphate groups. Among all these agents, melathion, diazinone, carbaryl, propoxer. They are, in fact, the working against the harmful insects and they are functionally insecticides. Whereas, tabun, sarin and soman, they are used as nerve gases by the military. Now, these are pentavalent organophosphorus compounds. They possess a fluoride group which is labile in nature, especially in the diflos. Or sometimes there is an organic group, as in the case of parathion and ecothiophate. And this organic group is again labile in nature. Now, a quick word about the mechanism of these drugs. The organophosphates, they react at the esteritic site of the enzyme. You remember I told you there are two types of sites, anionic site and the esteritic site. So organophosphates, they are targeting the esteritic sites of the enzyme and then they phosphorylate it. What next? The phosphorylated enzyme, it acts very slowly while reacting with water and sometimes no reaction occurs at all. Yes, it does happen. The organophosphates, they combine to the esteritic site with strong covalent bonds. I repeat, strong covalent bonds. And their nature, that is why, is irreversible. You got the reason why they are known as irreversible agents. Now, accordingly, you can guess the half-life of such drugs. 
Well, the half-life of the reactivation of phosphorylated enzyme is actually counted in days as compared to the carbamylated enzymes, which is just a few hours. In fact, for the phosphorylated enzymes, the reactivation time is much more than the regeneration time. Now first I'll give you the explanation of the irreversible nature. What happens in the whole procedure? When the drug combines to the esteritic site, the maximum part of the drug, it attaches covalently to the esteritic site of the enzyme and the labile group, as the name indicates, it's labile in nature, it is released. Okay, so that is the mechanism. But for your kind information, a slight exceptional behavior is seen in ecothiophate and that is worth mentioning here. Chemically, it contains quaternary nitrogen, which is capable of binding to the anionic side of the enzyme. I repeat, the quaternary nitrogen is capable of binding to the anionic side of the enzyme. So what does that mean? Yes, it's not strictly irreversible. Wow, that's a new finding. Its slow hydrolysis does occur over due course of period time. But still, the action is accountably of longer duration. And it is not short-acting. It's quite long-acting because of this behavior. So that was the exceptional behavior of ecothiophate that is worth mentioning and noting down. I hope you noted it down. Now, another point to note is the process of aging. A-G-E-I-N-G or A-G-I-N-G, one and the same thing. The process undergone by the phosphorylated enzyme. Yes, they undergo the aging. What do I mean by aging? It simply means that after the phosphorylation, the enzyme undergoes a loss of an alkyl group in the chemical structure. And due to the loss of this alkyl group, the chemical alteration occurs. And this chemical alteration, it makes the enzyme highly resistant to hydrolysis and they are behaving as irreversible in nature. Now, that is also a very good explanation of their irreversible nature, but that is the process of aging. Now from the pharmacokinetic point of view, these organophosphates, they can be absorbed from the intact skin as well as the lungs. Once they are absorbed, they undergo the process of hydrolysis, oxidation and small amount is excreted unchanged. Let's talk about the individual characteristics which are worth mentioning. First of all, we have Diflos. Now, Diflos is a very powerful anti-colonesterase. It is long-acting too. It get its abbreviated name. Yes, Diflos is not the real name. It's not the complete name. It's an abbreviated name from the long chemical name that is diisopropylfluorophosphate. I repeat, diisopropylfluorophosphate that is further abbreviated as capital DFP. Now, previously it was found to be used as a meiotic but it is no longer used now. Now next I will tell you about the ecothiophate. Ecothiophate is chemically quaternary structure. It's hydrophilic also and previously it was used as meiotic. That was the whole account of the individual characteristics. A little chit chat now about the possible therapeutic effects of these agents. 
Not much to talk, but yes, I have an account of two of the agents that I want to talk just now. The first one in my list is the ecothyl fate. Now, I've told you it's quaternary compound, it's water soluble, it cannot penetrate blood brain barrier. And at the same time, it's not very irritating in nature when applied locally or topically. So, as per these characteristics, it's found as around 0.5 to 0.25% aqueous ophthalmic solution. And I told you previously it was used as a myotic in the eye diseases like glaucoma. What are the advantages? Advantages of being a powerful action for a longer duration of time. These are the basic advantages of ecothiophate. And how long can you expect the duration of time of the action of ecothiophate? Up to 1 to 2 weeks. But ecothiophate and one more drug, isofluorophate. I repeat, ecothiophate and the congener drug, isofluorophate. They are both irreversible in nature. And now they have a lot of side effects and therefore they are not used in glaucoma anymore. Ecothiophate is poorly absorbed from the gut and hardly it is distributed in the central nervous system that I told you. Isofluorophate is lipid soluble, it is well absorbed in all the membranes and even it enters the central nervous system. The actions of ecothiophate, they involve cholinergic stimulation and the result is intense meiosis. The intraocular pressure it falls due to increased outflow of the aqueous humor. If the effects they occur in the periphery and also in the they occur as central muscarinic effects, they can be reversed by high doses of atropine. Though the toxicity of anticholinesterases specifically, it will be discussed as a separate topic and later but very soon. I told you they are rarely used now, both isofluorophate and ecothiophate, but they can produce. Now, what are the side effects? Let us get to know about the side effects. They can produce muscle spas. They cause systemic problems. They induce the cataract formation and the detachment of retina if they are used for a very long time. When used is very much in frequency, that is, they are used a lot, they can reduce plasma cholinesterase level. And in turn, by doing so, they boost the function of succinylcholine. And if the function of the succinylcholine is boosted, what happens? It leads to the prolonged apnea and that can be really fatal. So the preparations for ophthalmic use, they are not available, neither of ecothiophate nor of isofluorophate. In most of the countries, they are not available and the use is very rare. Secondly, I have a short communication about the carbaryl. Carbaryl is a compound derived from the carbamate and produces less harmful effects if absorbed from the skin. So it finds a very successful topical use in the treatment of head lice and is a common ingredient of most of the medicated shampoos. It's widely used as a garden insecticide. The sensitive insects, they lack the cholinesterases rich erythrocytes or RBCs and because they are lacking the cholinesterase rich RBCs they easily succumb to the deposition of acetylcholine in the synaptic junctions of their nervous system. Now that's the mechanism of action of carbaryl over the insects. Next I want to talk about malathion. It is also found effective against the scabies, head lice and the crab lice. 
Well, that is all about the irreversible anti-colonist races. A good enough account. See you all very soon in the next episode with another chat box loaded with a lot of information. Till then, Abianto, it's a wrap. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. It's Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.